This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is a show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. Now, this week, we're still in the middle of our MCO, and that means I'm still recording at home. So this week, you're in for a treat again because it's another episode of Quarantine Cooking, or should I say Quarantine Baking, because we are baking up a sweet treat this week. In fact, we're going to be making chocolate and matcha brownies today. Yes, brownies sound pretty standard, and you can get them at your regular bakery or secret recipe shop, perhaps. So, what's so special about them? Well, here are three reasons why this brownie recipe is different from all the other ones out there, and might I say, even better than them. But then again, flavor preferences are subjective and personal. So I can't guarantee that this will be the best brownies of your life, but I really, really like it. And the first reason why I actually adore this recipe is because it's a riff of a recipe by one of my favorite cooks in the planet, Claire Saffitz. Which, as the saying goes, I would die for Claire from the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. And that is certainly true here because this base recipe for brownies are definitely to die for. And secondly, uh, while I did use her base recipe, I gave it a spin of my own by incorporating another flavor into it through matcha or green tea. So really, this recipe is a two-in-one with a chocolate brownie base and a matcha white chocolate base, which I then swirled and baked together into one decadent dessert with a marble top. So it looks really stunning and it tastes really stunning too. And finally, while yes, you can get brownies from restaurants and bake shops out there, if you make it at home, you can actually control it to your specific liking, right? And I really like my brownies soft and fudgy, and I would steer clear away from like the cakey side of things. And so you can tailor the recipe to just how you like your brownies. So what are we waiting for? Let's get baking. Oh. Also, a quick note before we start. While you'll be hearing the method and instructions for how to make this dessert, if you want the recipe in full in writing, which might make it easier to follow if you plan to recreate this at home, you can find the full recipe on my food blog at junandtonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. It should be the latest recipe on the site, but if it isn't, just search for chocolate and matcha brownies. So. Let the baking begin. Hi, testing, testing. Okay, so this week we are back in my home kitchen, doing another episode of quarantine cooking, and today it's gonna be quarantine baking actually, because we'll be making some fudgy chocolate and matcha brownies. So how this is going to look at the end, hopefully, is that it's not going to be two separate brownies, like one chocolate and one matcha. Instead, I'm going to make two different batters, one chocolate and the other matcha, and I'm going to swirl them together before baking. 
So when they bake out, they should look super stunning and have like a marble effect. So let's get started. And the first thing that we're going to do is the chocolate brownie batter. And for that, we'll first need to sift together some flour, cocoa powder, and just a touch of salt. So let's do that. Here's the flour. Around 50 grams of flour. Next is the cocoa powder. Okay, and a bit of salt. And we're gonna give that a sift into a bowl. Okay, then next up, you can set the dry ingredients inside and we're gonna melt some chocolate. So you get some chocolate, around 160, 170 grams of chocolate and uh, put that in a bowl together with the same amount of butter and we're just gonna melt it basically. And you can do this over a steam bath actually. So basically you put a pot of water on the boil and you put another glass bowl on top of the water without it touching. And basically you just let that slowly heat up the, the chocolate from underneath and the chocolate and butter will slowly melt and come together. The reason why you wanna do this is because you don't want to heat the chocolate over a direct heat because you risk it kind of melting or even burning unevenly and it can get really messy. So it's always better to do it in a glass bowl over a water or a steam bath or the other alternative method that is a lot easier is to microwave it. So you can do around 50% of the power of your usual microwave and just pop them in for 30 seconds and give it a stir and another 30 seconds just so it melts evenly. And after about like a minute or a minute and a half, it, it should be completely melted. So that is the method that we're gonna go for today, the microwave method. So let's do that. First, we're gonna chop out a chocolate into uh, rough chunks so it helps it melt. And we're gonna put the butter together in the same bowl as well. Okay, so here's the chocolate. I'm just gonna chop it up. Now again, another note on chocolate, and if you've listened to the episode on the chocolate mousse loaf, I said the same thing. For ch When it comes to chocolate, there's really nothing that can beat good quality chocolate. And I would always use chocolate that I would eat on its own, and I like the flavor of that, as opposed to using, say, uh, chocolate pellets that people just use specifically for baking because they know the taste or the flavor isn't quite there. So the kind of chocolate that's labeled baking chocolate is usually of a lesser quality than the chocolate bars that you would eat on its own, unless you're using some super high-end baking chocolate. So I would highly encourage people to usually go for chocolate that you would eat on its own rather than baking chocolate. And that's what I'm using in this case. And it will end up with like a far superior end product and you will immediately be able to tell the difference. Um, but yeah, I've just chopped up chocolate. I'm just gonna put that in a bowl together with the butter and just pop them into a microwave. And 
And so I'm just going to microwave this for 30 seconds and every 30 seconds I'm going to take it out and give it a bit of a stir and put it back in for another 30 seconds until it's completely melted. Okay, we'll take that out and give it a stir and then pop it back in. Okay, back in. I'm probably going to speed up the audio here. Okay, that's done. Let's get it out. Alright, that's looking nice and gooey. Let's give it a final stir and we're good. Okay, now that we have our dry ingredients ready and the chocolate's melted, uh, we are going to go ahead and get a big bowl and crack some eggs into it and add the sugar and give it a whisk before we put everything together. So, let's go ahead with the eggs. Now to the eggs, I'll add some sugar. Give it a whisk. Add a touch of vanilla extract as well. Okay, now that it's slightly fluffy and the sugar has visibly melted, we are gonna add to this the melted chocolate and butter, and then we're gonna fold in the dry ingredients as well. Okay, I'm pouring in the chocolate. And finally, the dry ingredients. And just stir it until no lumps remain. Okay, we'll set that aside. And now, that's the chocolate batter done. And we're going to move on to the matcha white chocolate batter. So the process is very similar. We're going to start off with some all-purpose flour and instead of cocoa powder, we're going to use matcha powder this time, but not as much because matcha powder can be quite uh, strong. Um, and those will be the dry ingredients. And we're going to melt some white chocolate again with some butter. And finally, we're going to mix them all together with some eggs and sugar. And so I'm just going to do that all together really quickly and we'll have the matcha white chocolate batter ready to go. Okay, now that we have our matcha 
white chocolate base, we are going to ready a baking tin and just line that with uh, baking paper so that when you bake your brownies, it doesn't stick. Um, and actually before that, we should turn on our ovens for it to heat up. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to get some baking paper to line my baking tin with. So my oven is preheating at 180 degrees Celsius and I'm just going to let that heat up. While that is going on, I will get some baking paper and line my baking tin. Okay, now once your baking tin is lined with baking paper, I'm just gonna pour in the uh, chocolate batter first. Now you're gonna reserve about, let's say like two or three scoops of the chocolate batter to put on top to do the swirl or the marble effect. But first you're gonna put in a small layer while most of your, uh, about three quarters of your uh, chocolate batter into the bottom. And then you're going to top it with the matcha layer. Now you can use all of your matcha here. And then uh, you're going to get the bit of chocolate batter that you saved and dollop it into like nine uh, dollops on top. And just take a toothpick or a chopstick and just like swirl it around the top. So you get this kind of really cool looking marble effect. And once you're done with that, you're going to pop this into the oven at 180 degrees Celsius and just bake it for around 25 to 30 minutes. And we're going to check back after around the 25 minute mark uh, just to make sure it's cooked. Okay, it's been 25 minutes and I'm just going to check on my brownies now. And I'm going to take it out. You can check it with a cake tester once it, if you poke in a cake tester or toothpick and it comes out clean, then it's done. So you take it out and you can leave it in a tray to cool for about five minutes and then remove it from the tray and let it cool down to room temperature or just warm. And then you can slice it up into pieces or into squares and just eat it as a whole. You can also pair this with uh, whipped cream or ice cream if you want and it goes really well like classic brownie pairings but you can also totally eat it just as it is and it will taste bloody delicious. So that's it for the recipe for this week and I'll see you again next week. All the best with your quarantine cooking guys. Now that is it for this week's quarantine cooking session. I hope you found this recipe really quick and easy and I hope it helps you become a better and stronger home cook during this quarantine. And as usual, if you'd like to see the full recipe, you can find it on my blog at junandtonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. If you're interested, I also have a bunch of other recipes on the site. So if you're looking for a recipe or new dish to try making, do browse through the blog and let me know if you try anything. Now, that is it for this week's Breaking Bread. 
To listen to more episodes, find us on iTunes, Spotify, or visit our website www.bfm.my. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Brand on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.